On this week's full-time roundup, things begin to take shape across the European competitions. MLS are down to the final four. And Danny and Matt preview what this this weekend's fixtures have in store. Full-time roundup starts right now. And welcome into the full-time roundup preview review show here today as we have that's some, a new one as we have some champions league football for you guys to recap as well as usually our thursday episode is a preview show um into the weekend's fixture so we are going to cover a little bit of both for you tonight daniel first of all though how are you doing I've, i have had a busy week i just landed back in town from denver uh for a little work trip and uh you know, got a chance to see some of the scores and the highlights, but um, how how are you doing? And and what were some of the highlights that you saw? I know you were able to catch a lot of these games too. I'm doing well. Um, I uh, had a little holiday party, had some appetizers, had a beverage, and then went and played a footy match, got the W. So felt like prime Ronaldinho with his party days and playing a match. But the matches were fun, um, especially on Tuesday. I I don't know if I texted you or I texted a group chat, but I was like, Champions League is drunk right now. This this shit's wild. Uh, All the results that I expected just were kind of, especially in the first half, were kind of going crazy. So it was like MLS after dark almost when when just shit gets real. But it was a fun one. Um, Glad. This is kind of like the, what, second to last group stage game. So always thankful for, for Champions League and, especially the group stages with all the the content that we get to consume and the Golazo network's the best just, you know, seeing flipping between games. Um, but uh, is there a group that you would like to get into first? Uh, I mean, they they were all fantastic. Like you said, I saw the score line, saw the, the highlights or the quick highlights. Um, you know, th- like you said, we're at the end now, and this is kind of where some of the, the, end matches matter placement um, for first and second place teams if teams have separated themselves from you know the the bottom two in, in groups and it's important because we touched on it a little bit last time you don't want to be you know a PSG in, in of course the group of death and finish second place and potentially get matched up in the draw with Bayern Munich or, or Manchester City right out of the gate in the round of 16 so you know these these placement games they seem a little bit meaningless in the end but they do matter a long way and uh, yeah there there are a couple of groups of course I mean we have to start there potentially with group G and, and the group of death um, you know or so kind of just to sum their group up uh, Dortmund are top of the group with a huge win uh, it, Big, big result against Milan. And then PSG, well, to take a step back, your Milan team, Daniel, is just completely falling apart. And we'll get to that in a second. But then PSG have 31 shots on goal against Newcastle, or 37 shots, yeah, on goal, seven on target. And they they get a controversial penalty in the end to to kind of, you know, escape with a point. And so this group has continually been living up to the hype from my perspective and, and it's just kind of one of those groups you have to talk about no absolutely and this was one of the groups that i just could not believe what was happening i i was expecting psg to especially with some of the injuries that um newcastle had especially in the midfield um to kind of especially at the parc de france uh, get the win here and I mean, mbappe did everything but win this game for psg and he said Bradley Barkala on a, a platter 
not once, not twice, not three times, four. Four times did he miss sitters. I couldn't believe what I was watching. But a shout-out to Drew Miley, 17-year-old, absolute maestro, had an assist this weekend and played another big role in Newcastle, uh, getting a big result. And Newcastle should have won. BSG got bailed out with a bullshit handball, um, like what, in the 95th minute of stoppage time, and, and Mbappe bags a penalty. But I I just don't know what to expect of this PSG team. I, I mean, they should have won this game, but they are just a little bit fraudulent. Yeah, it's, it is concerning, and we've seen, you know, multiple times, of course, also take into account that this Newcastle team had basically 11 able bodies on the field, and that was about it. Not many subs, but they've got so many injuries, um, and we saw that in the in the league as well with a with a b-side essentially against chelsea and so you know to your point daniel it'll come down to finishing for this team and and kind of if you know they're going to score their goals right in this instance they didn't and that's what cost them but i think when they get further into the tournament and again they have to win they have to at least get a a result in the next match um which with Dortmund to advance. Of course, they want to win the match, like I said a minute ago, and, and top the group. They're three points behind Dortmund right now. You don't want to finish second place. I think as they get further into the tournament, if they get anywhere further, it's going to come down to how uh, Zaire Emery and Ugate and Vitinha are going to do in the midfield because they're, you know, they don't have the best defense and they're going to give up chances and they're going to give up goals. They're going to win chances and score goals at the top with who they have and so it's really going to be if they can you know control the midfield a little bit kind of be a little bit of a bridge between for those two um, and and kind of control the pace of a game when you're playing a Manchester City or know when to kind of relieve pressure so I think that they the youngsters are just a little too young for the moment but do they make a move or do they kind of just embrace it we know Luis Enrique likes to have you know teams to develop so are you going to go and take a chance and spend you know a boatload of money to bring in a big time midfielder in january that might not be the way that they he wants to build it so it'll be interesting all around to see what happens but um they definitely they definitely escaped against newcastle and they you know they should have won that match yeah there's one thing we know about their owners they are like david tepper not patient and they go through head coaches like it's for fun um, you've seen Pochettino get the axe, Galtier get the axe, Tuchel get the axe. I mean, th- we're talking three, four managers in three to four years. So um, I think this is more of a project, though, and I think they do understand that, like you said, with the young talent. Um, and it's not just you don't have Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe starting up top, so it's a little bit different. So there is a different perspective, but Mbappe isn't exactly patient either. And if he's not going to win – the big ones he's he's out so psg gotta tread water here and definitely get a result now to switch over to the other game and you mentioned my milan um pretty disgusting performance but if you think about it Giroud misses the penalty to start off the game and david calabria one of the the team leaders just makes a couple really bad errors so this game could be a lot different credit to dortmund though another really weird team but they got it done when they need most. You've been high on Dortmund. You've said that they might, you know, finish and get out of the group or at least get third. I was a little bit less high on Dortmund, but uh, it seems like we know the we know the bottom 
team is going to be a Milan, and then it's up to the the other three to kind of figure out who's going to get Europa and who's going to make it to the knockout stages. Yeah, and if you're if you're Newcastle, of course you're you're vying for that second spot um, somehow, some way against PSG in the final in the final. Um, so you're rooting for Dortmund in that one, and then you know you have to take care of business against Milan. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I don't think it's the worst. Um, setback for for new Eddie, Eddie Howe and Newcastle you know you kind of tested the waters you understand now that you need depth but you're not out of it you're not out of things entirely right you still have Europa League that you can go for in third place and then you got you get some reinforcements in, in time and it's not the end of the world for you uh Daniel another team though in in group a um that could use completely out of Europe um, some people have been talking about and just kind of resetting all together and they currently sit fourth in their group so they they have that that potential and it's a team that you don't normally expect to kind of have in this conversation that's Manchester United who who I don't know how you want to describe it they kind of gave away the match they they looked good they either way they end up uh drawing Galatasaray in Turkey uh they were up 2-0 at one point 3-1 as well and, and Galatasaray come back and, and draw that and, and it sets up a really interesting final matchup against Bayern Munich at Old Trafford for Manchester United to potentially advance. And, and that's not something that you want to set yourself up for in the finale uh, to, to kind of keep your hopes alive. No, you do not. And I actually liked Galatasaray a lot, a lot in this match. And when they went down 2-0, I was like, shit, is this when Man U kind of gets on a roll here and they turn around their season um, with a convincing win? And then lo and behold, three goals later, um, and the draw later, it seemed like another crisis. And I obviously the the second goal is completely on Anana, but I I wasn't really sure about the first and the third goal. So I, I went to um, my friend, uh, shout out Max, listener to the pod. He's uh, an ex keeper for Siena College, and I was like, Max, is Onana in the wrong for any or more than the second goal and he said he's pretty culpable for for all three so really tough game for him but shout out Hakim Ziyech another ex-Chelsea player turns it on when it matters the most Chelsea not even in Europe and, and Hakim Ziyech is in Istanbul just they leave and they score they come <laughs> to Chelsea they don't know what the net looks like so yes exactly. it's a pretty standard but I mean, he's such a good set piece taker, and he's got that wand of a left foot, and he was put it on full display with two goals and assist. Yeah, he's got that left foot. He whips, he whips it in into the box, and, and like you said, um, leaves Chelsea like most players do, and they start to find the back of the net. So not surprising. Uh, Onana definitely at fault for for a couple, you know, shaky plays all year. He thought he was going to get some momentum, and then he he makes you know a, a few more poor decisions here in this one, and um, you just kind of wonder what, where his confidence is. How does he get it back, especially from a goalkeeper's perspective? But uh, it will it will be interesting. And, and Daniel, I know I don't want to leave out Copenhagen, who do go and get you know Galatasaray head to head in the final matchup here for essentially that second spot for with Bayern Munich. And you've you kind of alluded that you know maybe Copenhagen can sneak in and, and advance. Is that what is that you know something that you're actually considering, or is that just more of a nice story to talk about? I'm just so impressed because we've kind of you know shitted on Celtic and other like teams that used to be good and, and are not anymore and just have gotten to a point where it's pretty sad to watch. But then you got, you know, a team like Copenhagen who, you know, from Denmark, a very small club that 
a minnow, if you will, in a big C and and they tied Dortmund. I mean, I'm sorry, they tied Bayern um, at no, it was at Copenhagen, I think, but they kept it they kept it close the whole time. And honestly, with like 85 minutes to go, they had a magic chance to tie to, to win the game. And Manuel Neuer just takes two balls out of the back of the net. So um, that Galatasaray Copenhagen game is going to be really interesting. Um, and I just wanted to sing their praises real quick. Uh, but to move on to an, another group that we wanted to talk about, we were kind of tough on Xavi, right? We we both had our, our say on Barcelona and the current state, and they get a much-needed win, sounds the haters against a really good Porto team. And it wasn't that convincing, but they figured it out, and a win's a win, and sometimes winning cures all. So I think they're on the up and up, and they're starting to figure out how they're going to replace Gavi. Well, they have a big matchup that we'll get to later um, in in the show. But uh, yeah, you you would think that they kind of have ridden the ship. That was a big win, and and they do um, top the group now and and kind of secure their place in the knockout stage. First time in I think three or four years that Barcelona advances in in the Champions League. So um, one box check for Javi, uh, Javi, excuse me. Um, you know, that was an improvement that people were looking for from last year. So he gets that done. And now, you know, he's a big matchup against Atleti Madrid on, on Sunday. Can he kind of, you know, turn the wheels again for La Liga as well, get the players playing like they were uh, last year? Of course, the injuries we've everyone knows and, and kind of has alluded to, you know, they're pretty banged up as well. Um, but you, you kind of wonder who's going to come out of that group in second for me perspective my perspective daniel is it is it porto or is it shakhtar of course porto one of the more perennial teams that we've seen advance pretty far in this tournament over the years um just the way that they play and kind of you know the the i wouldn't say the under the radar um, aspect of the portuguese league we talk about it you know every episode almost but you know, give give your thoughts on the great storyline of, of Shakhtar Donetsk from Ukraine who haven't played at, at home in any of their matches, potentially advancing out of the knockout into the knockout stage. Yeah. Um it's gonna be really interesting to see if Shakhtar or Porto advance, but the fact that Shakhtar with you know all the current climate around Ukraine playing uh not at home, playing in Poland for every single game, it's it's been really impressive and they did lose their best player last year with Mikhailo Mudrik. Um, and a lot of players jump ship when that whole thing in Ukraine is going on. So, I mean, they're, they're dealing with scraps. So credit the coach left even. So credit to the coaching staff, credit to the players for stepping up and, you know, not letting uh, the big moment uh, scare them. And they've completely surprised me. I thought they'd probably be the worst in the group. And no, it was Antwerp all along. So sorry to our Belgian listeners, but... Um, I think Porto still advances here, but Shakhtar is a great story and we'll see him in the Europa League. Yeah. And they continue to just be one of those teams that continually is in, involved in this tournament as well. You love seeing some of those lesser known names, smaller clubs like Daniel mentioned, and, and, you know, some of the names that you continually see over time or, or new teams coming in. And, um, you know, it's, it's just great to see one of those new teams that's been here, uh, in this tournament so far as Lens, they get absolutely destroyed by, uh, by Arsenal over, you know, six nil, I think it was four nil after 25 minutes, if I remember correctly. And um, this one was done and dusted before it even began. Uh, Arsenal looked like they're, you know, 
top the table in the Premier League, rolling in Champions League. Mikel Arteta, he's got his, his guys going. Um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where they go going forward. But, you know, they're they're clearly one of the favorites going into the knockout stages for this tournament potentially. So uh, they they cruise. But then, you know, we mentioned a big story in Shakhtar. Daniel, this would also be a big story. Of course, not with as much, you know, uh, ramification behind it. But uh, Sevilla potentially are not going to be in any European competition after the group stage, no Europa League. We kind of joke about it, but of course, they're they're so notoriously, um, you know, problem uh, prominent in that tournament when they get to it um, that it's kind of surprising when they don't. So they they look like after a late winner from PSV that they will probably miss uh, the knockout stage this year. And then I know one team that you just wanted to shout out because we thought so much more of them in this tournament, but they've really disappointed. Um, and, and I'll leave that to you to give their flowers for. Yeah, real quick, Ricardo Pepe, all aboard the Pepe train. Um, he finally gets his chance and he bags the game winner. So it's about damn time you play him, Peter Bosch, and play the man. Play him. Now, uh, as you said, I do. Uh, round of applause, Benfica, your first point. Congratulations. Took you, took you all the way to the fifth match day. And you still scored three in the first half and then gave up three and, and still tied. So pretty sorry. Um, but you know, a red card will will do that to you. But Jao Mario, revenge game, scored a hat trick against his former club. So that was an interesting storyline. Also, just another quick storyline. Lazio, um, they were seeming in crisis. Maurizio Sari came out and said, Hey, if I need to leave, I need to leave. They get a much needed win. They're looking like they're gonna go through. Uh, above Feyenoord, which was a big shock for us. We, I think we both had Feyenoord going to the knockout stages. Um, so it's just up to them to kind of put it together in the league now. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all the all the Champions League I wanted to discuss now, just to quickly touch on a little bit of Europa here. Group B, Marseille is one point ahead of Brighton going to the last match day. An absolute thriller uh, today against Ajax. Uh, 4-3, I believe the score was, uh, with an Aubameyang hat-trick. And Ajax are bottom of the Europa League. Uh, they decided to kind of turn up in the Eredivisie recently, but they still haven't turned up turned up in Europe. But maybe this is the best-case scenario for them, to kind of let them get chugging in, in the league and just focus on one competition and kind of build for next year. Yeah, I mean, the worst the, the year that is for Ajax does not get any better. Um their their fate was pretty determined already going into this match. Marseille and, and um, Brighton were atop the table, pretty separate from everybody else. But um, they 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 go out in in fashionable style for the year for Ajax. Let's just put it that way. And then um, the other big game in, in Europa League, Daniel, was was your Liverpool. I know it was pretty you know convincing, and you guys were pretty far along. But it was good to see that you know some of the players get some time and, and some goals and, and continuing to build off that, of course, um, that, that great performance against Man City. So it was nice to see them kind of go into and get, get a result there too. Bayern Leverkusen continue to, to win and um, they, they take care of business today. West Ham um, as well, get a point. So uh, there's some, some good matchups across the board. You know, and again, this that group that you talked about. Oh, at Atalanta Sporting C. That was you know, big. Sporting, so that was uh, big. big. Big results all over the place in the Europa League, and um, there's one more match day to go there as well. It'll be down to the wire for a lot of those groups, and we'll keep you posted on on how those net out. Um, but any, you know, other than 
those than Group B. Anything else that stood out to you in the Europa League? Or um, I know you had a Conference League one that you always keep an eye on as well. Yeah, Aston Villa beat Legia Warsaw today. Um, so it looks like those two are going to be the ones that go through for sure. And Aston Villa now are in driver's seat of the, the first spot in that group. Um, let me think. Oh, Atalanta now separates themselves three points from Sporting. They, they did draw today at Atalanta. But, you know, you, you were pretty high on Atalanta to start the season. And Beating Sporting, I know they had a tough result uh, this weekend against Inter, but was it against Inter? No, it was against Napoli, excuse me. But, um, you know, Skamaka had an absolute banger today, and he's just uh, a great striker there. And Sporting are no slouch, so that was a a good bounce-back result. A draw is a pretty fair result in that match, um, but not really too much to go. I mean, Bayern Leverkusen went again. Shocker, right? Are you surprised? Um, Did Grimaldo score? Because that's no, (laughs) yeah, but he totally uh, outperformed his stats uh, score-wise, right? Um, But yeah, no, it was a it was a good Europa League. Um, Glad Liverpool won. They still play are playing a little bit more open than I would like to um, them to, but you know, it's whatever. It's I think they'll really turn it on in, in the knockout stages. Well. There is so much to talk about, Daniel. Of course, the group stages are almost done, like we talked about. We'll be heading into the knockout stages in no time flat. But with that being said, we turn our attention to domestic league. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to dive into our predictions for all the weekends, all the weekends matchups. We have them across the board. Daniel put together another stellar list of matchups although he does always try and find one that puts me to sleep he thinks i'm old and needs a nap at some point so um there's always one of those nap games and then of course daniel will have his best bets for you for the weekend so we'll be right back to wrap the show up and we're back Daniel, we mentioned at the top of the show, this is not only a review show, this is a pre a preview show. And as always, we give you guys predictions on the matchups ahead in the week and fixtures. There are some dandies this weekend across all leagues, across both days. I'm excited. There's also some MLS that we want to cover real quick and get you guys updated on it as they are down to their final four. Uh, drum roll, please. That is a big deal in U.S. sports. Wonderful. Cool. Got that off huge, my chest. Huge. All right. And we jump in. Let's jump into it, Daniel. Wait, Give us pa- our pause first real quick, Daniel. Pause. <laughs> did you say dandy matchups? Is that I what did say did? some dandy matchups. I always give you one. I always give you Crowd one. Crowd, excuse Matt today. He is just absolutely so tired. He just used the word dandy in the absolute wrong context there. But not to bust your balls too much. We'll move on. I'm going to go first to keep you interested here. Chelsea, Brighton, you got to be a little bit nervous about this match now. Yeah, definitely nervous. Although the way that the performance was last week, and I think there will be a bounce back, I would like to see one at least if you're a Chelsea fan and hope that you know the boys understood that the way that they played last weekend is not acceptable. So I, I do expect, and, and Brighton coming off a big you know, f- uh, battle um, in, in Athens in, in the, in the um, Europa League, I think it's a closer game than the than the you know what you're expecting here with Brighton on in form, but I will say Brighton probably do get one one. I'll go one. Mansufati out for a long time. I know so that's a big. That's a big. I'll go one one though. I'll go one one. one. Okay. Um, 
You guys at the back are just so bad right We're now. We're terrible. At the back. Um, and so is Brighton. So I'm gonna say it's gonna be a high scoring affair, probably like two two. But you like your yeah, goals though. So. I do like my goals, yeah. but I, I do think it, it'll be an even. It's at the bridge too. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a big. All one. right, Daniel. Newcastle, Manchester United. We talked about how banged up Newcastle is. Manchester United, the struggles for Onana and everything else that's been going on there. Give us your result on that one. Newcastle's definitely wins this one. Um, definitely wins it. I think they definitely win this one. I'm going to say Newcastle 3-1. One. 3-1, one, Wow. Manchester United continue to find ways to get results. I don't know where they come from. Um, I think they find a way to get a point out of this one. Of course, it's at St. James's. Tough place to go play. Place will be rocking. That's the edge, too. That's why. Yeah. One nil Newcastle. The close. Oh, so a little It'll scrappy affair. A little scrappy affair. And I think. Okay. Yeah. One one nil. One nil. I'm cool with that. Now, probably one of the. the it should be one of the games of the week, but just due to circumstances um, with injuries, City versus Spurs. I think City's absolutely going to rob Spurs, unfortunately. The, you know, you, you've mentioned on the pod multiple times, Ange Postaclagu does not change his formation to tactics for anybody. They're going to play the high line, and it is, could get ugly. I'm going to say 4-0. Four, four oh. City, City against the high line is not what you're looking for. Um, and if Ange just if he plays that way, not only will it be Holland in behind, but um, Pep will will send a midfielder, a late runner that will yeah. beat the line, or he will do Doing something. Avarez, probably. Yeah, he'll do something. Um, this is this is not even really close to me. Um, I think it's three three nil and, and three a nil. generous three nil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they looked. City did look pretty vulnerable at the back though against Leipzig midweek. So. Either maybe Pep's gonna, he gets one. yeah, maybe one, one. You know, yeah. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. All right, Daniel. Barcelona, Atletico Madrid. We talked about this one in the earlier part of the show. Does Xavi get a big time win that he needs here? I think this game's gonna be really ugly. Um, God, I think I'm gonna back Atletico Madrid here. I'm gonna say one zero. I'm gonna say two zero Madrid. Madrid were my predict my my pick for winning La Liga. This is one of those games that they have to win. Of course, they're four points behind Girona and Madrid tied at 35 points. Um, I think Madrid are just in a much better form right now. They're playing really, really well. Um, they're they're starting to kind of get, you know, a little bit of shape under what Simeone wants to do. I think he he's playing a little bit more offensively this year, too. Not so many one-nil draws. I think what he's gotten our players that he believes he can count on to make you know the the runs back when needed not just stand forward and be offensive minded i think that's what one of the issues was with Jao felix he just was thinking more offensively and uh, but i think simeone's found a balance with this team of of attackers and, and defenders and, and and at all positions not just attackers and defenders if you understand what i'm saying yeah, yeah. to give me two nil um bars uh madrid in this one did you see that video for kelme no, I did not. Oh, oh man, the match, yeah, crying. He yeah, like didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, that, that yeah, was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, so to move on to the next one, uh, a big one in Germany, probably the biggest game, maybe the second biggest game of of the weekend. Bayer Leverkusen versus Borussia Dortmund. What do you think, Matt? 
we don't know what Dortmund we expect. We say this every time we try and predict what's going to happen for them. And of course, man, Bayer is strong right now, but at some point they've got to falter a little bit. Not, not necessarily lose, but they can't win every game. I see a draw here. I do see a draw. 2-2 two, two draw, though. We know we know Bayern or uh Bayern's gonna score because Dortmund can't defend anybody, but I think somehow Dortmund find a way to get one or two. I think a two-two draw. I'm gonna go three two. Um Bayern Leverkusen winning at home. But yeah, I think this is gonna be a really fun game for at least the neutral. Um a lot of goals. Um a lot of so goals. should be should be a pretty game to watch. And next we got Napoli versus Inter. Not a lot of goals. Like, not a lot of goals. Went from here. a lot of goals to not a lot of goals real <laughs> fast. But it's a it's a big one because you know Inter like are still ahead, but Napoli are. I mean they they didn't they looked okay against Madrid, but they got a big win in Serie A last week. Are they going to keep the good times rolling? What do you think? And they're at the Maradona. I think Inter. It's Inter's year to win. Um, we've talked about this before. I think Inter will get the result here. Latour Martinez will get one at least. Um, I'll say 2-1. Two, 2-1 one. Two, one, Inter. 2-1. Yeah, that's fair. Inter also rested a lot of people. They did. Um, the week, they so did. They're probably a lot more fresh than Napoli, so I will give them the edge there. I'll, I'm going to agree, but I'm going to go 1-0, like a scrappy one. I can see it. I definitely could see it. I mean, this is not going to be a, a, a high-scoring affair, so definitely not um, out of the realm of possibility. A big one in France, Daniel, just just for, you know, we know PSG is going to run away with it now that they've separated themselves a little bit. But uh, Marseille, Rennes, um, I, I personally think Marseille are going to win this one pretty easily. But uh, really? I know that I know that Rennes have been, been stronger of late, but I think Marseille have been starting to kind of get a little bit of form after such an abysmal start. Um, to the season and, and they've been looking good in champion and Europa League, excuse me, uh, probably going to finish first or second um, in, in their group. So um, yeah, give me, give me Marseille in this one. I'm going to say two, two um, Ren with their new coach are, are playing a lot better football. They have a lot of talent on that squad. So did Marseille obviously, but they just had an absolute thriller. Both teams played today though. So could be maybe more like one, one because of tired legs. Uh, but I'm either way, I'm going with the draw. And then to wrap us off when it comes to Europe, um, Feyenoord, PSV. This is one of the huge games if you're going to knock PSV off their perch at Feyenoord. What do you think, Matt? 3 0 PSV. Wow. Season's over. Wow. Give, them the trophy. Give them the trophy now. That's a bold take. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to say it's more of a match, maybe like a late extra time third goal. I I do think this match could be really entertaining for the neutral. I think PSV wins, but I think Feyenoord are are really good opponents. So I'm not going to say this is a walk in the park for PSV by any stretch of the imagination. No, definitely not. But I think seven points clear and and clearly the better team in this one. They've been the best team all year in Eredivisie. I think they make a statement. I stick by it 3-0. But Daniel, there is some actual hardware that is currently up for grabs here soon in the U.S. side of things when it comes to soccer. MLS Cup is down to its final four. Um, In the Eastern Conference, we have the Cincinnati 
or Cincinnati FC, excuse me, who will be. Uh, you're going to say the Bengals. <laughs> I almost said it. I did almost say it. Cincinnati FC will be playing the Columbus Crew, who took care of business against Orlando and Philly, lost to Cincy. Do it should make that the showdown in the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. You have LAFC, who I don't think many surprise here that they're this far into the tournament. They beat Seattle and they will play the Houston Dynamo, who took care of sporting kansas city um in their matchup so daniel these these games are both on saturday single elimination who is playing an mls cup final lafc beats houston and the sensi columbus game is going to be tough both really good coaches both phenomenal rosters derby Darby. i didn't even think about that columbus yeah or uh ohio excuse me um, I'm going to go with, see, it's hard because since you have a great team on paper, but Columbus had the experience of winning not too long ago with Wilfred Nancy. Shit. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh, they're missing Miazga. I'm going Columbus. Miazga. What a, what a dumb decision that was for, that was for those bad. of you that don't know what he did. He went into the referee's locker room after the game and has been since suspended for both a three game suspension. So he will miss this game and the final if they advance, we're getting way too deep into the weeds on MLS here from my perspective, LAFC versus Cincinnati FC, Daniel, since he's been the best team in the Eastern conference by a mile, I completely hear what you were saying with the, experience from Columbus, but um, when a team is that much more superior, um, it's it's kind of one-sided in a single game elimination, although that's kind of when sometimes shit happens, but um, yeah, Cincinnati versus LAFC is my final, but now, Daniel, going back to Europe, because this is what the people want to hear, we, we really want to tell them where to put their money, because what can I say? I don't touch your pits, and that's why you're having such a strong year, so I'm going to let you kind of Take this one with it and 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 lead us out in style. Lead us out to the sunset. So just a recap, because I didn't get to do a recap. We are 33, 24, and 8 on best bets. 8 out of 13 with parlays. Up 25.25 units, and we were up plus 2 units last week. Um, should have the, a nice clean, not clean sweep, but up you know a little bit more. Um, but that Girona Athletic Club. Strikers just kept missing sitters, but it's a new week, a new day for the parlay. Risking one unit, we have Manchester City money line, Liverpool money line, Real Madrid money line, Bayern money line, PSG money line, a five legger. I, I honestly forgot to calculate the odds here. I think it's going to be around two to one, so not too juicy, but I can't see any of these teams losing. I think this is an absolute lock. You can even up the unit if you want to. Um, and then for best bets, we got four this week, not five, but four. Uh, City Spurs over three and a half, absolute smash spot. Spurs or City could cash this by themselves. Bayern, or sorry, Bayern Leverkusen versus Dortmund over three and a half. This is also an easy one. But uh, Dortmund do not know how to play defense and Bayer Leverkusen are, are free-flowing, so I love this matchup here. Plus, uh, Dortmund's attack has gotten a little bit better as of late. Third, Valencia-Girona over 2.5. Girona is just one of these teams that love to concede, but then they score and win like 4-2. So I would just – this is a great spot for them. 
Um, and then Chelsea, Brighton, Ur three. Uh, both teams not great at the back, but both teams attacking have caught fire as of late. Um, so I think this match should easily be like a three-one, you know, three-two kind of match. So book it. Um, we've been pretty hot recently. Hoping to to get into the thirty, like plus thirty units uh, within this week or next week. So uh, follow these picks and come on with me. Yeah, of course you can follow these picks here on the episode, or you can follow them on Twitter, uh, where Daniel posts those on our. Twitter slash X page, which is at full time roundup. Um, you can also listen and follow along anywhere you get your podcast. Please download, like, subscribe, leave us a five star rating. It goes a long way for the show. And again, um, that Twitter handle or X handle uh, is full time roundup. You can engage with us. And of course, we'll have our players of the week um, for Sunday's recap show. So please let us know uh, any of the players that you've seen across the weekend who stood out to you. And we'll probably see if we can. Put them in our starting lineup. We'll see if how they line up with what we pick. But uh, Daniel, it's always a pleasure, even after a late, long week, getting off the plane to, to talk some football with you. And of course, I'm sure that we'll be talking about them all weekend and text message, and we'll we'll recap it for all these wonderful listeners on Sunday, and, and we'll do it all again then. And, uh, until then, go watch some soccer, and like Daniel says, goals, goals, goals. Gotta love it. <laughs>